Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Today we have with us Lori O'Brien with um, Daddy O'Brien's Irish Ice Cream Pub and Restaurant. Welcome, Lori. Hi, how you doing? I am great. I'm so excited to learn about Daddy O'Brien's. Tell us all about it. How'd you get started and who you, how are you serving folks? Well, thanks for having us. Um, well, Daddy O and I are uh, high school sweethearts, been together for many, many years, and uh, we're entrepreneurs. And uh, the the way we got started, um, well, I own another business called Atlanta Special Events, and it's a corporate event company, and uh, one we offer catering. So uh, we thought, well, let's add ice cream to our catering, and um, we started to do that, bought a couple of carts, and then Daddy-O, who is my husband, um, we fondly call him Daddy-O because his name is Daddy O'Brien. Um, he decided that he'd like to make his own ice cream. So he did a lot of research and he bought an ice cream batch freezer. And the first ice cream he ever made had a whole bottle of bourbon in it. Um, so he started creating alcoholic ice creams. And so, uh, as a sideline, we started doing festivals with our carts in a tent which, of course, as entrepreneurs, we were very good at branding and uh, immediately trademarked our name and everything and became a corporation. Uh, thing is that everybody was in line at our booth and nobody else's because they just went crazy for our ice cream, which was, uh, you know, alcoholic. Um, although we did have family flavors, too. But we were so popular that after a couple of years of doing it uh, as a small side business, we were pretty much forced into opening our own storefront and restaurant. The the public just kept eating our ice cream saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, where is your store? So it wasn't in our plan to open a store, but we did. Um, We were going to do ice cream only at first, but then in the location that we ended up in, I was afraid we wouldn't – really survive unless we had some food. So we, I designed an entire menu um, of um, wonderful panini sandwiches with a very unique homemade bread. And um, then we went into entrees such as bangers and mash and shepherd's pie. And then we started making homemade soups like Guinness Irish stew and um, New England clam chowder. So uh, we we just um, became an Irish pub restaurant and Irish ice cream. So um, that's the story behind it. Now, when you were doing the ice cream for the first time, like, was it just like, hey, let's make ice cream, and then what'll happen if we pour in bourbon? Like, how did that kind of thought process begin? Uh, well, that would be in the brain of Daddy-O, who's kind of an genius little brain there. (laughs) Um, You know, he's 100% Irish, and 
I really don't know why he threw a bottle of bourbon in his first ice cream, but he did have it in the back of his mind the whole time he was learning uh, how to make ice cream. It was just a little idea in the back of his head. And once he created the first one and saw that it worked um, and figured out how to do it, um, he just uh, kept trying it with all different other things like vodka and rum and every single kind of uh, alcohol you can think of, he created an uh, an ice cream for it um, and just really has this knack for creating unique flavor combinations. And uh, he, hard, he hardly had any that failed. Every so, one of them just came out delicious. So then... Because it takes, because you're combining two kind of flavor profiles, right? Like the ice cream is so sweet, and then the alcohol has its own kind of distinct flavor. That must have been uh, fun to be on the tasting team uh, once he came back out of the kitchen with uh, this. Yeah, our neighbors became our guinea pigs, mm-hmm. and uh, they sure enjoyed that. We'd call them up and say, hey, we got a new flavor. You want to come over and try it? And they'd be showing up at our door immediately. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just fun and, um, ingenious. Uh, you know, he, he started, he, he joined the National Ice Cream Retailers Association, um, because we, we always believed in, in being part of associations. Um, and, uh, he went to his first conference about five months after he started making cream on his own. And he went there to, just kind of see where things stood. And he found out that really he was the only one making true alcoholic ice cream. Um, he entered a little competition in the convention and his ice cream won. So his Kentucky salted caramel ice cream um, ended up on the front page of the Lexington Herald the next day. And he came home with his first national award. And then he started just winning every year he would go and enter in competitions. And the second year he went, he won place in year competition. And then the next year after that, he won first place with a non-alcoholic ice cream, our butterbeer, which is a takeoff on the Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Now, um, that so the I guess the hook of the, the concept isn't around this ice cream as the ice cream. But then you now uh, kind of expanded into other menu items. Was that difficult to come up with recipes and unique um, kind of food items? Well, you know, when when we decided we had to open a store, I asked Daddyo, you know, if you ever wanted to, you know, create a, a store, what would it look like? And the first thing he said immediately was, I've always wanted an Irish pub. So we went with the theme of an Irish pub. So we called it an Irish ice cream pub. And um, so we we made the place look exactly like an Irish pub. It is When you walk in our store, you are walking into Ireland. So um, when I created the recipes, of course, we wanted to have an Irish twist to it. So, uh, you know, the Reuben was the first... Uh, saying, uh, you know, sandwich on the menu. And then, of course, we added things like salad, and I created my own chicken salad recipe. Um, 
so I just I just worked all summer long before we create we opened the store. I worked on menus and I, I derived a lot of the recipes from our own family recipes. We have a, a chocolate cake that's over a hundred year old recipe that's been in our family. Um all you know, all my life I've made it. So um we have that and we actually made an ice cream out of the chocolate cake. And um, with the shepherd's pie, you know, I asked people for months, you know, what did you, what do you put in shepherd's pie? And I would get different answers from lamb to beef to ground turkey, and everyone made theirs differently. So I decided to create my own unique shepherd's pie, and I put pot roast in the bottom of my pie and then I don't care for peas and carrots so I put corn on top of that and then garlic mashed potatoes and um cheese and bake in a casserole dish so that's how we serve our shepherd's pie which actually by definition is a cabbage pie since it has beef instead so um and we create our own brown gravy with onions so um you know then we researched what what goes in bangers and mash and we we uh oh actually the brown gravy is for the bangers and mash sorry i got my <laughs> got my recipes mixed up now when you um, when you were doing the yeah. recipes and now you have the ice cream was franchising always kind of the, the game plan when you were doing this or did you think at first like oh we'll just do this and serve kind of the local market yeah, the franchising wasn't in the original plan. Um, we just, we really went by our bootstraps. We opened the store because of the demand of the market. But then as once we were open, all of our customers who once you come once, you don't, you do come more than that. You know, a lot of restaurants you'll go to once and just won't go back again. But people that come to our restaurant, restaurant come back either because they're enthralled by the ice cream or they love the the food uh, and the atmosphere. It's a very magical atmosphere there. Um, and everyone that came still to this day says, oh, I wish there was a Daddy O'Brien's in my town. Or they would say, oh, my gosh, this would go so well in, and then they'd say Boston, and some would say Austin, and others would say Savannah, and others would say Chicago and it just was going on and on and on so we were like well you know you could open a daddy o'brien's in your town if you'd like or if you know an entrepreneur so we did start looking into um, franchising at that point took some time to get organized and put together the franchise documents and the the um manuals you know it's a very complicated procedure so now we are poised to be franchised um we have our first store that opened in um florida lake city florida and it looks just like our store they did a wonderful job and they have a little more of an expansive menu than we do because it's a larger restaurant and um it has fryers and hoods, which is something we don't have in our Sugar Hill location. 
so um, we've approved them to have a larger menu. So anyone who wants to have a franchise, we give them the opportunity to choose. They can do an ice cream only model, or they can do the ice cream and the uh, full restaurant. And then um, any advice for the business owner out there that maybe hadn't considered franchising? Is there some do's and don'ts now that you've kind of gotten one under your belt and you've been doing it? Because I would think being a franchisor is a different business than just running, you know, a daddy-o's ice cream uh, restaurant. Yeah. Well, and see, I'm more of an entrepreneur than a restaurant person that runs a restaurant. So this is something that, it, you know, interests me because I, I love helping people to get into business. I love entrepreneurship. So um, creating franchises, I love to get someone on board who has that same passion that I have, that loves the product and just wants to open up a store. Uh, it it really excites me to have another entrepreneurial adventure uh, in helping somebody um, to, to, to achieve something, to achieve a dream and to see a passion. And with a product that's just so superior, you know that in the right location, they're going to be successful. And right. So now your business becomes one of training and motivating and educating rather than kind of selling one more ice cream, right? Right, right. And that excites me. Now you I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> right. Because uh, you're helping other people's dreams come true, too. So that yeah. must be very rewarding. Right. And, you know, with, with a franchise, it's one of the sayings about having a franchise or being a franchisor is that you are helping other people start a business, but with some with help, with someone holding their hand. So that's what's exciting about owning a franchise is that you're not on your own. You've got somebody who's done it and who has already put together all of the paperwork of, of, you know, how to open, how to close, how to clean the bathroom, how to order from a a, a vendor, um, you know, how to, how to do a POS. So, you know, it's exciting to, to have a good franchise or, um, at your side. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're kind of speeding up their learning curve, and you're eliminating some of the you know risks that they would have to have. You know, the learning curve is shortened right. dramatically. Now, um, in your career, have you had any mentors or people who have kind of helped you out? Oh, hmm. My dad, who's gone now, when I was young, gave me the book. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was the start for me of becoming an entrepreneur. Just reading a book that um, excited me, taught me how to be um, a business person. And um, I read um, all of Truett Cathy's books. Uh, that was influential for me. Um I became a member of the uh, Chamber of Commerce locally in Gwinnett County, and um, that was extremely um, helpful 
in um, giving me resources and teaching me um, how to run a business and how, how to give me the, re- you know, gave me the resources to grow uh, both of my businesses. So I, I find, um, you know, being a part of business organizations, um, the, the, the Georgia Restaurant Association, um, ha- they, I just believe in, in, you know, being a part of the community and taking advantage of any resources that I can to help me grow. And then uh, for folks out there who uh, might be good for you in terms of a franchisee, what are some of the qualities that a, fran- a good Daddy-O's franchisee would have? I would like someone who has uh, experience either in the restaurant industry, knows how to run a restaurant, so any anyone who's been a restaurant manager or restaurant owner in the past, of course, is a great um, person for me. And someone who has experience in business, who knows the benefits of marketing, how to market, social media, um, passionate people, people who um, have already been successful, Um and and people who absolutely love and see the value of our product. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success, Lori. Well, thank you. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about Daddy O's uh, as a franchisee, or maybe just go and check out the the shop uh, here in the uh, Atlanta area, what is the uh, website or the best way to get a hold of you? Well, to visit our store, you can come to Sugar Hill. We are on uh, 5910 Suwanee Dam Road. It is on the corner of Suwanee Dam Road and Highway 20 in Sugar Hill. Um, or you can visit our store in Lake City, Florida. But the uh, the um, website is daddyos, D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, daddyosicecream.com. And um, you can go on the website, and there's places where you can click on how to own a Daddy O'Brien's, and there's a form there that you can fill out that goes directly to my desk, and we can start a conversation. Good stuff. Well, again, congratulations on all your success, and thank you for sharing your story. 